Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Daily Mic Drop episode number 36. I am Mike Zacchio, and as always, I appreciate you for taking a little time out of your nights to sit and chat with me for a little bit. Happy belated Father's Day to all the wonderful dads and father figures out in the world. I hope you all had a wonderful day, and I hope that everybody else got to enjoy the weekend. I know I definitely got some color, which I am loving. Thankfully, my little bit of sunburn under my eyes from Friday has now subsided a little bit. Got my first dip in the pool of 2020, so it, it's nice to feel some sense of normal life returning to uh to our lives to see darren's our first guest first uh our first viewer in for the night um as mentioned on this this past friday's 15 minute friday episode uh we will be reshifting the focus of the story of, of the show back to love dating and relationships that does not mean we will not be that does not mean we will be ignoring the black lives matter movement it does not mean we will not be touching on racial matters and it also doesn't mean that we're not going to be talking about racial matters sometimes in depth whether it's with guests or with uh, with viewer questions, if, if they have them or anything like that. It just means that the show's primary primary focus, which was always love, dating, and relationships, will be back to love, dating, and relationships. So uh, with that being said, um, we do not have a guest tonight. So if anybody has a question that you want to ask live on the show, all you need to do is request to, to join the chat, and I'll pull you up. You can ask, and we can chop it up and chat otherwise you can feel free to put your question into the comments section or the questions queue as we normally do with get with, with appearance with, with shows that do, do not have a guest i like to start off the show with a viewer submitted question just to kind of get the ball rolling y'all can feel free to put your input in and again if you have any comments about the question or if you have any questions of your own feel free to send them over and we'll get to it so today's question comes from the world of TikTok, which I seem, it seems like most of the questions come from there. Uh, Hi there, my boyfriend and I have been together for four years, and then in February he told me he is confused and doesn't know what he wants, and he wants to experience sex, how sex feels with other girls, but he still tells me that he loves me and he wants to be with me. Are most guys curious about this? What should I do? He moved away for work and he'll be gone for a year, and I know he's the one for me, but I'm scared he will do stuff and then realize it's wrong, and then he will come back to me. I really love him, and he is the best guy. He is just confused, and he doesn't know what to do. Any advice? So, uh, and just for, re- for I guess, transparency or reference, uh, this viewer, I, I asked, she's, she's 21, just to kind of get an idea of, you know, what age you are. Because I do think that age plays a factor. Like, if you're 17... I think that matters a lot more than if you're 29 when it comes to this question. Um, that being said, I mean, I, with this question, I always think back to uh, Boy Meets World, which is like one of my favorite shows of all time. And I think about the whole love triangle. And again, anytime I reference a show on here, it's just known as a spoiler alert. And most of the shows that I'm referencing are no longer on the air. So uh, it is what it is. But I think about the love triangle between like Corey, Topanga and Lauren during that whole like ski lodge incident and whatnot. And, you know, the fact that, like, everyone knows Corey and Topanga are, like, you know, the two lovebirds that are, like, meant to be together. And, you know, there was, you know, the storyline where this girl, Lauren, comes into the picture. And, you know, she could have made uh, Corey happy. And Corey probably could have been happy with Lauren. But he says, like, you know, it wouldn't have been the same happiness as with Topanga. And when he tells her that, you know, that's not what upsets Topanga. It's not the fact that, you know, this girl, Lauren, could have made him happy or that he could have been happy with Lauren. He She wants Corey to be happy. What made Topanga upset was the fact that Corey needed to go out with her to validate his feelings for Topanga. And that's what she ultimately, you know, or at least in the moment, couldn't forgive him for. And honestly, for, for a long time, I remember watching that and be like, you know, I don't get it. I, I, I was on Team Corey because I'm like, you know, Topanga, like, you said to go out with her. So I went out with her. Why are you getting mad at me? And now as I've 
gotten older and I've matured a little bit. Now I, I get it and I understand where she's coming from. And that Boy Meets World was two decades ahead of its time. But um, so I sit there and think like, you know, with this situation, it's, it's you know, I, flip the script. I look at with me. Could another girl make me happy? Absolutely. Could I be like? Could another girl make me happier than my fiance Shannon does? Maybe, possibly. It, you know, there's seven billion people in the world, and I haven't met almost all of them, so it is possible. But do I need to test that? Do I need to go look on the other side of the fence to see if the grass is greener? Do I need to go see what other fish are in the sea? Absolutely not. Like, I know what I've got, and I know how happy I am, and I don't need to put that to the test. So. For this, I, I sit there and think, you know, yes, you, you've been together for four years and I get that you're 21 and I get that, you know, you're young by a lot of standards, but like you're four years in, like, you know, if you were like, if you wanted to kind of test and see how things were like that shit to do within year one, at least in my opinion, I feel like once you get past the one year mark, you know, you're, I don't want to say like locked in the relationship, but like you're, you're locked into like the commitment of like seeing where things go. Like, especially like if you're in high school and I get that the temptation is around you, but like, that's what relationships are. Like, it, it's a commitment to each other. It's it's that choice every single day. And you know, to me, I, you know, I don't really care if you're seventeen or if you're twenty nine. You know, for me, like, it, I hope that my kids have the Corey and Topanga love, like, with their partners, whatever, with what, what whatever it shakes out to be. I think that high school sweethearts can work, but it's. But it's work. Like, any relationship is work. I'm 31, and, like, relationships work. It comes a lot easier than any relationship that I've been in. It comes a lot easier than other relationships from that I hear from and see from people that I know. But it's still work. We still have our hurdles, and we still have our challenges, but we overcome them. And I think that those challenges and those hurdles... I think those hurdles are bigger, and those challenges are a little bit more consistent when you are younger, when you are in that high school... In those high school years, because... You're not because you're not mature. You you're not you don't have the same mental development that you do in your twenties and thirties. And so I think that's where it comes like where you have to, you know, decide is this something that I really want to pursue or is this just something that's like a fleeting thing? To me, like I don't understand how people can be with someone two, three, four, five years, whatever, and like just kind of consider that like a fling that they had. Like that's that's just me. Like when I hear people like, oh yeah, no, we dated for like three years. It was nothing. Like. What? Like, and especially when you think about how long you've dated or how old you are. Like, for them, like, she's 21. She's been with this person four years. What is that? I'm, I'm awful at math. It's like, what, a seventh of, the, of their life? So, like, it's or it's not an insignificant amount of time. Or, or I guess maybe it's a sixth, though. This is why I wasn't good at math. But, like, you also factor in the fact, like, you haven't been dating since, you know, you were born. So, if you figure, say she started dating at... 15, 16, like, this is really the only person that you've known, like, that's, that, that, that's no short amount of change, so, I told him to have the, have the conversation with him, and, like, you know, I don't, I don't care that he's moving away from work, to me, I, I sit there and think, like, if someone's going away, like, that's the decision where you either break up, and it's over, or you decide that you're going to make it work, and if it doesn't, and if it winds up not working out, then it winds up not working out, but, like, if you make the decision before, you know, you go your separate ways long distance wise. Like if you make that decision, then you put the work in. So the way I read it and the way I interpreted it is he knew he was going away and he kind of 
wanted the freedom, like I said, to go experience life, whatever. But I also think, because I also kind of know how guys think, probably thinks he's going to go play the field. And if things work out with someone else, great. And he wins. And if things don't work out, he's going to come crawling back to this girl. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I always have her. And I told her point blank, like, I wouldn't accept that. I would, t- I would make it very, very clear that if he wants to play the field, that you won't be waiting for him. If you decide, like, if you know, he does his own thing or whatever, and then, you know, a year passes, two years pass, and then you decide that you want to get back together again, like, on your own volition, that's fine. But I would not, you know, put your life on pause because he's away and he just needs to experience things and figure himself out. And meanwhile, you're just sitting home, you know, waiting for him. So... If you two go your separate ways, you, you see how things go and, you know, you find your way back to one another, that's one thing. I think it's a completely separate thing to wait around for someone. So I feel bad for her because I can, I can see – and we obviously exchange more messages than just this one. I got the sense that, like, she really does care about him and he might be a good guy. Like, again, you're 21. I sit there and think I'm 31 now. You know, 10 years ago, I was a fucking idiot. Like, yeah, I thought I was mature in some ways but, like, now looking back, I'm like, God, I – I was young, like I was a kid, like you know, twenty-one year olds now. I, I think twenty-one year olds now are not tw- like twenty-one year olds when I was twenty-one, and I think that twenty-one year olds, like when I was twenty-one, are nothing like when my parents were twenty-one. It's just different generations are just they just have different mindsets, so to speak. So, you know, for this girl, I told her that that I would make things very clear about whatever it is you want to happen within your relationship, and make sure. He's aware of that. So this way he's not confused into thinking he can go play around or whatever and that you're going to be sitting there waiting for him. Because I think that – I think that she deserves better because he really shouldn't – after four years – like I don't, again, I don't care how young you are. After four years, you should have a very good idea as to how you feel about someone. I'm not saying that he needs to propose to her by any means. But like after four years, you should know this is what – I want to continue with this or I, you know, this has gotten stale for me. It's, it's, it's old, whatever. I need something new and I want something different. And that's why I think it's, you know, it's one of those make or break. It's like the ultimatum fork in the road, whatever euphemism you want to use. But it, you know, yeah, you make the decision that that's part of life. It's, it's tough decisions everywhere. You know, I, I always go back to the analogy that love is a gamble. And, you know, when you fall in love and when you commit to someone, you are betting either the rest of your teens rest of your 20s, the rest of your 30s, you know, your fun years, because most of us meet our person in our teens, 20s, or 30s, you're betting that time that this person is it. Like, no doubt about it. And that's a scary reality. Like, people, like, I've seen people, I've gone to, you know, casinos with friends or whatever, like, and they, like, quiver at the thought of putting, like, $50 down on a blackjack table when I'm like, you know you're in a casino, right? Like, like, you know that the whole purpose here is to gamble. Like, we're not here to see a show. We're not here to, you know, test out the restaurant. Like, we are here to gamble. That's the reason we came here. And you brought $50. Like, that's what, like, you're afraid to lose that $50. But people are willing to bet the the rest of their life, you know, the, the most primitive years of their life with someone. And sometimes they stick around in a shitty relationship just because they don't want to start over because they're afraid to see what else is out there. Um, I saw Nicole saying that, that she agrees with, uh, with all that. Yeah. Like, and, and maybe it's easier for me to, to say, because 
I have dated around. Like I didn't meet my person until I was 29. So I had the experience of dating around and experiencing a lot of different things and, and meeting a lot of different women from a lot of different backgrounds. So like I know that I would have much rather found Shannon when I was 17 and, you know, we would have just been happy for the rest of our lives. But like, and again, not to say that any of the experiences that I have had or anybody that I have met, like that those weren't good experiences or that I don't appreciate and that, that you know, I, I wish that those things didn't happen. But like if I had the choice, if I can, you know, go back and take, you know, the red pill or the blue pill, I can take the blue pill and you meet the love of your life at 17 and you just marry them and that's who it is. Or you take the red pill and that's what my journey was or whatever. I would have probably taken the blue pill. I'm happy with the way the red pill journey ended, but um, I see Nicole. I also think it's good to play the field when you're young. Yeah. When you're young, like, so that's like when it comes to this, you know, for, and again, that's why I'm, I'm struggling with the fact that like they're together four years. It's not like they're together four months and now he's, he's either going away or now it's summer break and now he's kind of wanting to see, like, they've been together four months and now it's the summer. So now he kind of wants to see what else is out there. If, if that were the case, then I think you have to kind of let a little bit more leeway. Like you are young. You don't necessarily know, unless you two are like making promises to each other that like, Oh, you're the love of my life. I'm going to marry you one day. And then like in the, you know, a month later, you'd be like, Hey, like I am going to marry you one day, but like while the summer's here and I'm going to be away at work, what do you say? We, you know, do a little split ski and, and then afterwards we'll just come right back to each other. Like, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. So for me, like I'm struggling with the four year thing because you know, Shannon and I are like, October will be two years together officially. And that'll be the longest relationship that I've ever been with someone consistently, no breakups, no nothing. And like, for me, I'm like, that's two years. Like they've been, they've been together twice as long as us. And I'm like, like, how do you not know by then? I, again, I, I, I'm 31. So I, I'm, I'm more experienced. And then my mind is just in a different mindset. And I also just think I'm a, I think different. Like I, I think I have more of the ro- romantic love side of the brain than I do the, like, let me fuck around. And I'm just like, I'm a, I'm just a guy kind of mindset. But yeah, like, I'm like, after four years, if you don't know, then I don't, I don't know that you're ever like, I don't know you going out with these people are, you know, is going to tell you anything. I think he just wants to experience them just to say that he experienced them and so that he can have fun because he's going away for work and his girl's not going to be around. So, um, that's pretty much the advice that I gave, uh, her, uh, I see Steve life is a culmination of the choices you make factory. I don't agree that, you know, everything happens for a reason. I, I, that's probably the best way of putting it like that. I can never articulate is just it's life is a culmination of the choices you make. I don't believe that, you know, I, you know, dating a single mother for two years or whatever was, was meant to be or whatever. And then, you know, this happened and this happened. It's like, it was all meant to be for you to meet Shannon. Like, no, I think that the culmination of choices I made, like I dated a single mother. Yes. That matured me in, in different ways or whatever. It prepared me for fatherhood in some ways or whatever. Um, you know, the hurt taught me a lot or whatever. Like you learn from experiences, but like, I think it's just, I think those are all like bricks. All the experiences that you have are just all bricks that build the house that you eventually make for yourself. Uh, Rhonda, he's 21. Yeah. He's trying to be a thought. So like, I probably should just said like point blank. Now he's just trying to thought around. Uh, I, I tell like my guests, like Rhonda was a guest last week, like, and a lot of my guests will ask, like, you know, like, is this like a, is this like a PG show? Like, or can we curse? Can we drink? Whatever. I'm like, nah, you can do whatever you want. And like, I guess part of me is always like, 
Now, I'll try to keep it reserved just in case they're, like, our young kids watching or in case parents want to show us they're young kids. But then, like, I want to sit there and, like, I read this and, like, my first reaction is just instinctively, like, no, nah, girl, he just wants to get his dick wet. Like, that's it. Like, that's the, that is the culmination of, of his decisions. He just, he knows what what he wants. He just doesn't want to say that to you directly. So he's going to, like, dress it up in flowery language. And, uh, and yeah, thankfully, she was saying, like, you know, I, like, I don't want to wait around for him or whatever. And I hope that she doesn't. Um, I hope that things work out for the best, whatever it is, whether he you know, changes his mind. But I also think the fact that like he's even thinking about this and the fact that he's even vocalized it is a problem because I know if Shannon said that to me, it would be an issue. And I'm, I can guarantee you if I said it to Shannon, it would be a major issue. So, yeah, I, I think that you, know, you need to kind of know what you want in life. Um, and for me, it doesn't really matter how old you are. So... Like I said, I, I hope that my kids are high school sweethearts because I don't want them. I don't like. I, I feel like it's one, like what, what old parents say. Like, you know, they don't ever want to see their kids heartbroken or whatever. Like I want them to you know, meet the love of your life at fifteen, and that's it. You never break up, whatever. You never know heartache. You never know heartbreak, whatever. It's just it works. Like I feel like that would be every parent's dream. But like, I would also tell them like, buckle up. Like you know, you need to be aware that you know you're gonna come with temptation whatever if it, I'm, I'm sure if we have a daughter she'll face more temptation than the guy would um or at least more interest i should say i'm sure the guy would face more temptation than the girl would face more interest but in any case like but these are the decisions that we make whatever and that's like steve was saying like life is a culmination of all the decisions that we make and ultimately that's how the cookie crumbles um i see we got mark gonzo here i see we got ellie reese here krista better that they have the conversation though um then he just goes off um, has these feelings that he's missing out and cheats. Yeah, no, I, I would, before he goes, I would make sure that they are crystal clear in whatever their relationship is. Like, if she wants to grant him the freedom to, like, I guess, give him a, a hall pass, is, is, I guess, like, you know, that's like the, the common term these days, whatever. Like, hey, you can, you're free to do whatever you want for this year or this the three months, however long he's going to be gone for work. And I won't get mad at you. Like, whatever you do, whether you sleep with one person, nobody, or ten people, I can't get mad at you. I'm giving you that freedom. Or if you say, hey, this is not cool, you need to decide. Or C, this is over because I'm not dealing with this. I'm not, like, I'm not going to worry about what you're doing. I don't want to be with someone who has to question what we are and, and what I mean to them. And and that's where the beauty of, and that's also what I reminded her of. I'm like, the fact is, like, you are 21. So, like... If you leave this, I can guarantee you it'll hurt because I know a, a two-year relationship hurt like hell. I can only imagine what a four-year relationship would, would feel like. And I was about the same age as her when, when my ex and I split up. But you're still 21. Like, I said, that I didn't meet Shannon for another eight years. Or I think I, we broke up when I was 22. So I was 22. So I didn't meet her for another seven years. Like, I, I think that a lot of people, myself included, like, we don't fully grasp how long time is and like and, and in some ways how short it is because like I look back at that and I'm like god it seems like it was an eternity ago but I'm also like again eh, things worked out so I can't really be completely mad at it uh so my cousin Ryan how do you let a good friend down easy without ruining the relationship this is probably in the top three of the most questions the most common questions that I get I think how do you heal from a breakup uh how do you get out of the friend zone? And I forgot what the other one I was thinking of, but like those probably got to be the top two. Um, 
I guess maybe this, like, how do you let someone down? So I guess how, one is, how do you get in there? And the other one is, how do you let them down? How do you let someone, how do you let a good friend down easy without ruining the relationship? I think with honesty, I think I, I'm, I'm an advocate for making sure that, you know, I'm an advocate for, for black and white. I don't like gray area. Like coming from a journalism background, like my job was to find the black and the white, like to, to, you know, brush away the gray area and find out is it white or is it black and, and find out what's, what's true and what's not. So that was, that's what I come from. I don't like the unknown. So for this, I would make sure that, <clears throat> that they know, you know, thank you. Like I always say, thank you for like, thank them for the interest and thank them for acknowledging their feelings because it's not an easy decision. Like I know if I had to ask a, a friend out or whatever, like, it would take a lot and like there have been friends that I wanted to ask out and I did not ask out specifically because I did not want to ruin the relationship. So like if I were to get turned down, that would be my big fear is like, Oh shit. Like now the relationship's kind of ruined. Um, but if she can, but if I did ask her out and she was like, Hey, like I know that couldn't have been easy for you. Like eases my mind. I can like, I can rest my shoulders a little bit. I can breathe a little bit easier. Um, I see Janice Elliott, uh, be clear and make sure you're both on the same page. Yeah. Like, you you could be nice, but I also think that you need to be firm and clear. Like, so don't say like you know, oh, you know, maybe one day or something like you never know what can happen or whatever. Like, unless yeah, you know, if it's someone that you know you're never gonna going to be interested in, then I would just make sure you're like, hey, like, thank you very much for your interest. Um, again, you don't need to use these exact words. I'm just kind of going like whatever the bullet points would be. Um, like you, thank you very much for the interest. Like, I know that could have been easy for you. Um, truthfully, I just. Like, I, I think you're great as a friend and I love our relationship. Unfortunately, I don't see it as anything more than that. I think that's the best way to let them down easily, but also kind of knowing it like this is what it is. If things change later on, let them change later on. I, I wouldn't even leave the door open for like, oh, well, you never know what can happen because now that plants the, the, the Lloyd Christmas dumb and dumber like, so you're saying there's a chance like – because assholes like me will hang on to that point zero 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 one percent and think like one day one day it could happen and like realistically in your mind like you could be thinking like yeah it's never gonna happen but again you also don't know what's going to happen you might mature you might they might change you might change whatever and then two years down the road three years down the road like it can your your paths can converge again and be like oh shit like here we are and Whatever, there, there have been people that, you know, there have been girls that, like, I've dated and think we broke up, whatever, we found our way back to each other. It's, you know, life is weird and you don't know how it's going to happen. So that's why I wouldn't, I wouldn't shut them down because, like I said, I think that's just going to ruin the relationship. If you, and if you shame them in any way, it's not going to be a good situation. But I think if you tell them, like, hey, you know, thank you very much. Unfortunately, I don't see you in that light or I don't like you that way. Um that's probably the best way to go about it. Uh, I see we got Vamp Little saying, I, li- I like your stuffy. Yes, that would be Philip the Sloth back here. We we, uh, we won him at Dave & Buster's, uh, I don't know, about eight months ago or so, five months ago. Sports fan, uh, let's see, better to hurt them with the truth than let it linger with a lie. Uh, and, you, and Vamp Little, you seem like a cool guy. I appreciate you, Vamp Little. Yeah, I, I am an advocate for the truth. I would rather, yeah, I, I would rather take the harsh truth than a beautiful lie because... Like I said, I think that false hope is the worst thing that we can get. One of the worst things that we can give someone, because it's you. You're just planting that seed in their head that, like, you know, whether you're doing it intentionally or not. Like some people want to do it because 
They don't want to like completely let that person go. They want to give them like, like toss out that string very, very far, but they're still at the other end. So in case one day they do want to pull back and yank on it, they're still on the other end of that. And some people say it just because they don't want to hurt them. And you know, the reality is they're probably going to be hurt no matter what you say, no matter how you dress it up. Like it's possible they, you could say everything right and you could say it in the best way possible. And they can still cry. They can still think that you're an asshole. They can still think you're a bitch. They can still, you know, curse you out. They can still, you know, run your name through the mud to other people being like, oh, he, you know, I opened myself up to him and he did this or I opened myself up to her and she did this. Like, those are all possible things. Ever. Or you can just let let them down and you can be like, yeah, no. And they can take it and, and just roll with the punches like, okay, cool. Like, you don't really know. Um, I always think that kindness is the best way to go about life, whether you're delivering good news or delivering bad news. But I think more importantly, overall, you need to make sure that that line is clear. And like, they know black area, white area, and whatever side you're on, they're not kind of thing. Um, Ryan, we're going to have some deep combos at LBI. So be ready. So yeah, we're, we're, we're plotting our, our family trip to a uh, Long Beach Island in, uh, in, in August. So I was like thinking about it because by then I'm assuming we'd be back to work. So therefore the daily mic drop will be the weekly mic drop by then. And I think that, you know, so that Monday, I'm probably gonna be doing them on Mondays. I think that's just going to be one goonish episode because I'm going to have all my cousins. I'm just gonna be like, they're like, it's going to be like, like that's going to be the, my, my guests, the cousins. Like, and we're just going to have like everybody on camera and, and talking and bullshitting, whatever, but also think like, we're just going to have a lot of really deep conversations between all of us. Uh, Vamp little, my ex did that kept telling me, kept telling my sisters that he just needed time and we would talk, but he was joining dating sites. So I'm glad you brought that up because another thing that I always see on social media that people have in my DMS, whatever. And like, I remember ma- making a video, one of my, I think it was my first, like relationship truth pills videos. So like I put up episode 19 uh, on my Instagram page today. But like when I did like part one, um, well, it was like, um, like thing like if, if they tell you that they, that they, that they don't want a relationship right now, like I like take them at their word kind of thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that they don't want a relationship with you. It just means that they need time. You're always going to run into someone who has ulterior motives and who, who does not have your best intentions at heart. Um, so in this case, you know, your ex did not have your good intentions. They did not have your best interest at heart. They, they knew they wanted to be on dating sites or whatever. And they just said like, Oh, you know, I just need time. You hold on, hold on. But like for me, like, and that's what I always go to. Like I can say that, like, I know for a fact that when guys say, Oh, I just need time. Or even when girls say like, I just need time to figure shit out. I know that it, it can be true because I've, I lived it. Like when I, for the new people who have never tuned into this show, like one of the first conversations I had with Shannon, I was like, Hey, like I just got out of a relationship, like actually kind of back to back relationships. I am in no place to be in a relationship right now. I think you're great. I think our chemistry is terrific. You're obviously very attractive. And I think that this can be a very good thing. I'm not there yet. I need time to fix my shit and to heal and to just get my mind right. Because right now I'm fucked up up here. And it's not fair to you or me because me jumping into something else is probably not going to end well. It's not going to be fair to you because I cannot give you all of me right now. And it's not fair to us because if this ends up being a really good thing, which it ended up being, it pro- I, I could almost I could say with, with pretty solid certainty that if we had just gotten together immediately, we probably wouldn't, wouldn't have lasted. And we definitely would not have been engaged by now. But I think the fact that I told her like, hey – 
just give me time. I do want to eventually date you. I just need time to kind of figure my own shit out or whatever. And the fact that she gave me my space, whatever, like I learned, like I appreciated that about her or whatever. It actually helped me heal sooner because now I didn't feel obligated. Like I didn't feel this need of like, okay, I got to rush the process or whatever. Because like, okay, I just broke up with this person or you know, we, we just broke up and now this other person is here and it's like, well, I got to get ready for this person, but like I'm still reeling from this person. I just had, I had time. And whether it took me a week, a month, six months, whatever, I knew I had some level of time. And she's, and she did eventually give me like some symbols of a time, like a timeline, like, Hey, you know, so we met in August and she's like, you know, by like November, December, like, you know, if you still haven't sorted things out, whatever, then like, I'm going to pursue something else or whatever. Like, and she just kept it real with me. Cause like we, like we were casually dating, but it was like, we see each other here and there. Like we see each other at karaoke or whatever. Like, maybe we go on a date here or there, but like, um, and then yeah, by, by mid September, late, late September, I was kind of like, yeah. I can I can give this a shot, whatever. And then it was, it was around like mid mid October that like I officially asked her out, and then we've been smooth sailing ever since. Um, let's see, Vamp Little, glad glad we aren't dating. I'd steal Mister Sloth from you. <laughs> you could just go to Dave and Buster's and win one. Uh, I I tried. Someone actually messaged me like, "Hey, where can I like buy him?" Like, so I tried looking it up. I couldn't find it anywhere. I think the Toy Factory makes it, but other than that, I don't know. Uh, Bernie saying, "Hey, Janice Elliot." That's awesome. I wish more people could do that. That's very aware and mature. I'm glad it worked out. Yeah, it's, it's very, she could have very easily been like, like, heard those words from me and been like, yeah, okay, I just need time, whatever. Like, you just want to go bang every single thing that walks. And then when you're done with that, you want to come crawling back to me, which was not the case. I just, like, I knew, I like, any of my friends know me, like, know me. I'm an emotional fuck. So, like, that doesn't mean like I'm sitting there drinking myself in, in misery or whatever. I'm just like, I'm very deep in my feels. So like I need to write out my feelings like, through poetry or, or articles and, and things like that. I need to sometimes listen to sad music. I just need to like watch a sad rom-com or something like that and just kind of like be in my feels or whatever and then just get to that point of like, okay, I'm ready to date again. And thankfully I had someone waiting in the wings who, who was a really good person and thankfully it ended up working out. But you know, the reality is she could have told me like to go fuck myself and I said, you know, hey, I need time and she would have pretty much been well within her right. Um, so that's why like I, I kind of tie back to our our TikTok viewer or TikTok, uh, you know, anonymous question. Like, yeah, you're 21 and everything, but, you know, I, I, you, you're 21 like, and, and you know. So if he's 21, it's very possible that he can know and the fact that he's questioning that I think it's a red flag. Um, but like Crystal was saying a, a little earlier in the chat, I would think before he goes, you two should have a very in-depth conversation, a very clear conversation. And, and in-depth does not necessarily, like, I think people are confused like, when I say like, you, know, you have to have in-depth conversations. It doesn't mean long, drawn-out conversations. You can talk for three hours and get nothing accomplished. You can talk for half an hour and it'd be incredibly constructive and sort out all of your shit. And that's what I think people don't understand like that's the part of being an effective communicator and being able to speak about your feelings and say what you need um so i would to chris's point have that in-depth conversation figure out whatever it is you want to do going forward if you decide you want to do long distance do long distance if you want to break up break up but i sure as hell would not wait around for this guy because he sounds like a 21 he sounds like a horny 21 year old which is not really a fault of his but it's not something that you need to deal with it's not something that you know 
it's not your problem. That's it's a him problem, not a you problem. But anyway, that's uh, I think that's pretty much all I had. Um, I'm actually surprised that we went 32 minutes. Um, so I'm gonna have three guests on this week. So I'm going to have Karen Kelleher on tomorrow. I'm going to have Jermaine Wallace on Wednesday, and I'm going to have Jayla Figueroa on Thursday. We're going to be talking about a whole mess of, of things. So I think with Karen on Tuesday, we're going to be discussing uh, trying to juggle like career and love, you know, business and love. With uh, with Jermaine, we're going to be discussing. You know, he's in an interracial relationship, so obviously we're going to be talking. We're going to be touching on some racial matters and things about what's going on in the world. I'm obviously going to try to keep it more focused on the love, dating, and relationships aspect of things. Um, and uh, with Jayla, we're going to be talking about uh, LGBTQ culture, how LGBTQ members are perceived and how they're treated. Um, you know, Jayla herself is a member of the LGBTQ community, uh, obviously. So we're, we're going to be getting in-depth. Admittedly, I'm not as familiar with the LGBT community as I probably should be. So I'm looking forward to uh, educating myself and learning. I see uh, Ron is in the comment section saying, yay, admins. So yeah, so Jermaine and Jayla like myself and Rhonda, are all members, we're all administrators of the Rockland Community Page Facebook group. Um, so, you know, we, we all know each other. We all went to North Rockland at some point. Um, Jermaine, I, I played basketball with for like half a minute, and uh, Jayla, I've known, I think, since we were nine or so. So, uh, it, it's, I'm looking forward to all the conversations. And Karen, I've known for, I think, like five years or so. So, have experience with, with 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 these people. I'm looking forward to diving into all these conversations, um, especially Karen, because you know I think that's something that people are, like everyone deals with. You know how to how do I how do you have it all like love and success and whatnot? And also she's moved out of the Northeast um, since the last time I saw her, so I'm intrigued to see you know where she's at now and what she's doing, and also how much she likes wherever she is compared to New York or if she misses New York. So uh, I'll be back at eight o'clock tomorrow. Um, this episode will be up on my IGTV page in a couple of minutes or so. If you have any questions for the rest of the week, like I said, we're talking uh, juggling business and love, um, being, in an inter- being in an interracial relationship and you know, some Black Lives Matter racial content, whatever, if you have any questions about that. Or for the LGBT community, you know, any questions or topics that you want to touch on around that, my DMs are always open. Just say, hey, here's a question that I would want asked or here's a topic you should, I would like you to touch on. Feel free to fire it over and we'll be happy to talk about it. 8 o'clock tomorrow is when the next Daily Mic Drop will be up. I will see you then. Have a good night. Peace.